like even the fact that we like as we're taking the dash off, I was like, wow, there's a lot of things here, and I have like seven extra screws. Oh no, oh no, you're like these. Yeah. these went someplace Wait, and we started. Did we mark? Did we mark any of these? We knew it was like, oh shit, this was this was too much for us. Oh. We we should have just swallowed our pride and uh, and paid someone you know more money than we think they're worth to do it. But you certainly don't want to do it after you've taken it apart. I oh, mean, no. I see, yeah. I see those signs in the, the mechanics. It's like, you know, the fee will be blah, 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 plus this amount of extra if you tried to fix it first and you broke it and now you're taking <laughs> yeah. it into us. And we're like, and no, I, don't, I don't want to get laughed that's, at. That's you know? legit, yeah. We'd, yeah. we'd have to tow it to a shop mm. and be like, uh, sorry, guys, here's all the parts. <laughs> With you're not seven have, extra yeah. screws. You're not you know? going to have the benefit of remembering how you took it apart. You're right. just going to have to figure out how it goes back. Uh, Hope you're pretty experienced with, with the Mazda 6. But taking off the entire dash, the fact that you got it back on and the car actually drives, that's not bad. <laughs> you know, that's, that's something to be proud of, uh, right? You know? Yeah, I mean, there's... It's it's maybe more than the average person could do. It's true. I wouldn't have even started. It's, I wouldn't have that's because you're a sane human being. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but, you know. And me and my dad were like, how much is it going to cost? Nah, nah, we can do it. We can do it. <laughs> It'll, Best laid plans. It'll only take us two weekends. Oh God, how many how many ideas start off like that? Ah, what could it hurt? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we got it. We figured it out. No, that's no problem. We're smart enough people. Sure. Thank you for listening to Comic Issues, your favorite geeky podcast full of rants, ramblings, and ravings. I'm your host, Anthony Silva, along with me is my co-host and one of the greatest geeks in the world, Elizabeth Wallace. Hey, Yay! everybody! It's nice to see everybody again, talk to everybody again. We're back, but we're, yeah. We weren't gone, I we guess. We weren't gone. We did a show, but... We're back in the studio. Yes, yes, we are. In, in, yes, we in are. the CI Lab. Is that what we're calling it? The CI Studios? CI, CI. Lab? CI Lab? Something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some good names out there. What's other words for studios? Uh, creative spaces? Stage? Uh, I think stage? a stage is always before in front of people, though. Yeah, it's Unless true, the too. cat's in here, there's no, never really an audience. We could call it the staging grounds. That's not in front of anybody. Mm, it's always the, in there. The battle, the war room. Ooh, I like that. The comic issues there. war room. That sounds even better. That's like where the that. plans go down. Yeah, yeah. I was We've got s- a table where we shift like microphones across the internet map oh, and I like where that. we're going to yeah. take over next. With those long sticks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Sounding better and better. It just I looks like, like we're playing Risk. Yeah, pretty much. Which we do that too, so yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'd want to play like one of the new themed Risks. Yeah. I've been meaning to get into that one. I played it a little bit in high school and I was like, I don't get any of this. This is too complicated. But, you know. What's a Prussia? I don't understand <laughs> these countries. I was never very good with current events or history or, you know, anything else other than, you know, English lit classes. So, mm. so Math. Who needs it? Science. I'm not a scientist. I don't want to be a scientist. That's fine. You know, we were, we were actually just talking about our parents uh, before the podcast and uh, science... Reminded me of something uh, yesterday. I was with my dad. I was helping him put a toilet in. And he bought this toilet with um, a motion sensor for the hand oh, okay. crank. So you don't have to touch it. Oh, oh wow. That's interesting. Yeah. That's cool because less germs that way. Yes, less, less germs. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's cool. It's Yeah, it, I guess it's new toilet technology. <laughs> so that's exactly what, I'm, what I had the thought of. I'm like, huh, a scientist of some kind, engineer, scientist, to me the term is kind of interchangeable. Uh, Engineers and scientists would disagree with you on that one. But probably, that's okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, they had to come up with the touchless toilet handle. Yeah, yeah. Like the touchless toilet technology. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's because of like stories and cartoons and comics that we've always read. When we think scientists, yeah, yeah. for the most part, we think of like like crazy laboratories or curing cancer, always on a big scale. Yeah, it's true. And to think like. Oh, yeah. I guess Genie would have a scientist working on improving the flow of toilets. It's true. They do. I mean, it's. I, I love the fact that somebody actually figured out, like, we don't even think about that. We're like, yeah, touching the handle of a toilet is kind of gross. Like, if I'm in a public restroom, yeah. I totally do that kick the handle thing oh, yeah. to flush it. Yeah, absolutely. That's why it's sticking out and so far away <laughs> exactly. from everything else. Exactly. So you can kick it. But somebody at some point was like, we need this for, like, 
in the home, you know? That yeah. makes sense. Just wave your hand over there. No touching anything gross. That's yeah. awesome. Oh. And sure, it was kind of complicated. It took us about five minutes to figure out, like, oh, we got to reset with this button, and then we got to wait ten seconds, wait for the lights to turn blue, then we can not touch it. I can't even... My mom's putting in a light at home, and I'm like, I don't even... She's like, yeah, I've just got to, you know, connect these things. I don't know how you guys do that. I'm yeah. like, this is why I pay people to do this yeah. stuff, you know? It's, it's just funny, because, like, my perception has always been such a grand scale. Yeah. And yeah. really, like, yes, when we cure cancer, it'll be amazing. And that team of, of scientists, engineer, botanists, whatever, uh, <laughs> they will all be heralded for, forever. Yes. Uh, but it's the people making uh, touchless toilet cranks yes. that are, are really helping our lives it turn is- one one crank at a time on a daily basis that's yeah. kind of cool you know when you the, get the, right down to it the the, the the people who are making wi-fi modems stronger and yes. reach out farther like oh. they're, they're they're the unsung heroes i think is what i'm trying to get yeah, to don't even get me started on smartphones it's only been like a year and a half since i got a smartphone i am constantly like boy i wish there was a way I could, oh i bet my phone could do that and <laughs> yeah. it can but yeah. there's a new app that'll let me oh. have you seen the thing called the optical reader um, like read your retinal? No, and it actually it's a it's an app okay. totally default. It's like it's not even an app you have to pay for. It came okay. on the phone. You can actually like have a page full of words and point like the camera thing at it, and it'll highlight that word and call up a definition. And I'm like, that's oh. just very futuristic. And everybody's like, yeah. yeah, they've been able to do that for a while. And I'm like, <laughs> like QR codes and all that. I'm like, but it's so cool. It's really neat. You're just catching up. I know. I am. That's all right. I'm constantly amazed. <laughs> Everybody else is so blase about yeah. it. I'm like, no, it's the most awesome thing ever. Speaking of technology that uh, is uh, well suited for us, are you aware of the Grubhub app? I yes. Assume? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. So there's Grubhub. And for anyone that doesn't know, Grubhub is an app on your phone that will bring up uh, a within like a couple mile radius restaurants that will deliver to you. Yes. So it's not just pizza anymore. Or if you're in New York, everything, I guess. Yeah, seriously. I always thought when I became an adult, all food would be delivered to me. Oh, like yeah. TV always made it seem like, oh, I want Chinese. Some guy's going to bring it to me. Yeah. None of those restaurants. <laughs> Panda Express is not bringing chow mein to my door. Oh, which is a shame. They really should. It, well, <laughs> that that's, cool, that's what you got Grubhub yeah, for. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, it's a lot of great hit services. Ashley, my girlfriend, just found uh, a new app called Saucy. She was telling us about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Saucy is an app that will deliver alcohol to your door, along with an assortment of uh, snack-type things. That was the thing she was talking about, and I'm like, alcohol delivered to your door. This is cool. She said, yeah, they also had a special on ice cream, so they're bringing ice cream. Yeah. I'm like, my like, God, why have I never heard of this thing before? This an assortment awesome. of uh, Ben and Jerry's ice creams, oh. uh, a bunch of, like, different cookies and, and stuff like that. We aren't getting very close to the wall E times where we're not yeah, going to have to leave the, our chair. It is know? one step closer to that yeah, existence where we stop doing anything. That's all right. But it's we can't so even convenient. walk to the liquor store anymore. That's all right. That's all right. I knew people in college who got, they got their DUIs from making the alcohol run at a party. And so this would have saved them. Also, by not being stupid, that would have also saved yeah, them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a firm believer of uh, not making an alcohol run yeah. after already drinking. Yeah, like, no, that's... Like, in the party in general. If the party runs out of booze, yeah. fine. Yes. We all start sobering up. Yes. We're, we're okay. Nobody needs to go out and get more alcohol. <laughs> yes, but you're a responsible individual. How many people drinking alcohol are quite that responsible, really, at that moment? I appreciate that you think I'm responsible. <laughs> I'm being nice. Thank it's you. fine. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there, there's a little, there's seven minutes of what's going on in our lives. <laughs> Technology, yay! Technology and uh, delivering uh, booze to our door. And it's hot. And it's hot. And it's hot. Again. Yeah. Uh, and it will be so until, like, October. It's all right. I, I leave for Yellowstone National Park on Wednesday. Uh, lows in the 30s. So that should be Ooh, nice. Mm, you're actually going to need to bring a jacket. I am. I am. And not like a San Diego jacket. No. Like a real jacket. Seriously. I, I think I have some left over in a box someplace in North Carolina. <laughs> I certainly didn't buy any out here. But Jacket, Jackets in Southern California are mostly just for show. They really are. They really are. When we were in Florida, it was the same thing. You called them Florida warm. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just kind of, you know, just so you can have some sleeves on. That's yeah, all. yeah. Fashionable. Layer yeah, up. Sure. Okay, guys. Uh, so as far as uh, the nerdy news, mm. uh, uh, things that have been happening. All that wasn't nerdy? No, no. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about how enamored with science. And toilet technology. We were and toilet technology. <laughs> Touchless toilet technology. Yeah. <laughs> um, something we talked about, I want to say like a month to two, two months ago. Yep. Uh, Marvel was saying about all these things that they're going to be doing. And one of the things that 
really impressed us and that we really liked the idea of was that they were going to uh, have a month of variant covers featuring cosplayers. Yep. Real cosplayers. Yep. Uh, and so now uh, it has been released as of uh, the all right the the press release just says later this year, uh, but twenty one comic books of the uh, new Marvel mm-hmm. the the nower Marvel yeah whatever, whatever we're calling whatever it now. we're going to come up to, yeah. to call it uh, twenty one books will feature a cosplayer mm-hmm. uh, and there there are many super famous cosplayers. Uh, Yaya Han is one of yes, uh, is. one of the cosplayers, but looking down the list, there's a lot of people here I don't know. No, but we do know the Birds of Play. We so. do know uh, <clears throat> uh, Birds of Play. Uh, our friend Amanda Lynn Schaefer, she's going to be on the cover of Extraordinary X Men number one, and they showed preview images of the cover too. Yeah. It looks great. It looks awesome. Twenty of the twenty one covers have been released and are out there uh, on the internet, and I really like how. It's not big Photoshop. They're not no. like the feature. The feature of that cover very much is that cosplayer and their costume. Yeah, yeah. It's really showcasing the love that they had for that character yeah. and for the whole cosplay arts and everything. And it's it doesn't feel like Marvel trying to own it. No, no. It's very much handing off. Like here, this doesn't have the most picturesque lighting. It's pretty good. Yeah, you know, it was out in the real world. A yeah. photo taken. Yeah, it's which one was your favorite out of all of them? Um, I don't know. Like it's it's cool to see a friend uh, on there because this is like just so few opportunities will will we get to kind of see something like that, and it's just fun. Like oh, I know that person. I liked the one of Gamora. There was one of Gamora. It was a really it was a good shot and it was a good costume, and mm-hmm. she looks really excellent. So for some reason that one just stood out at me. Though Amanda's was really cool too. Um, the Doctor Strange uh, I liked. That was good. Like, that was good. I think part of it's just I'm really excited for that book. Doctor Strange has elevated in general cosplay. I've been seeing just a little more and a little more mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. It's still rare enough that every time I see one, I'm like, hey, <laughs> it you, is. you're new. It I don't is. see you often. I know. Of course, Benedict Cumberbatch probably has a lot to do with that as well. Yeah, the, the movie's coming and all yeah. that. That's, that's going to help out yeah. uh, big time. I'm hoping uh, on the inside of all these covers uh, are proper credits. Uh, of course, the model. Um, the press release we got has all the models' names. But also costumer and photographer. Good, good. I'm really hoping. I don't know for sure if it'll be there. I assume because credit is to credit, you know, earned. Yeah, exactly. You really and Marvel seems to be pretty good about that. Yeah, assume, yeah. Just you know what? General props up to Marvel. Yeah, yeah. like you're really making you're really making a fan feel uh, appreciated. Really, and it's. Marvel's doing so well, so that it's hard to transition into what's going on in DC because it yeah. sounds like we're crapping on them. But, we don't. Know. We don't want to crap on anybody. We would love to joyously talk about one company like we do uh, for all of them. Oh yeah, we uh, if, we're big Marvel groupies over here, but it's not sure. that we don't want to love DC. It's no, just no. they're struggling. Uh, and it's I think especially in this particular uh, story that's uh, kind of been coming around this last week. It's because we care is the reason why we've been talking about it. We've been talking to each other over uh, the the internet. Uh, I don't know who broke the story, but it's been come out that DC is down an estimated two... Billion dollars? Million. Million. Right, I'm sorry. Two billion sounded like too much. Is, is down an I don't, estimated... It's more, I can't understand those amounts anyway. I buy so DC right now for two billion. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm like, it's not a real number to me yeah. anyway, so that's fine. It's all fictional. Yeah. I'll yeah. never see that money. No. Uh, an estimated two million dollars um, against their project, projected sales. Right. Some people are blaming the move, that the move is more costly than they uh, anticipated. Mm-hmm. Some are blaming just low uh, sales of books. Yeah. A lot of people, uh, or at least the rumor, so an unknown amount of people, but at right. least one, is saying that uh, the DCU is not panning out the way they want it to. And right. there's this kind of hush talk of maybe scrapping the whole thing right. and that there is something in editorial perhaps to the effect of, okay... Let's take it back to meat and potatoes storytelling. Right. Which I think you and I both had different ideas of what meat and potatoes yeah, meant. we did. Now, what was your idea of, like, when they say meat and potatoes storytelling, what would you think that would mean for DC? To me, a meat and potatoes style of storytelling is cutting back on events altogether. Okay. Events are fancy dishes to me. Okay. Uh, gravy on all kinds of things. Right. Multiple plates. 
uh, meat and potatoes is something akin to more like the early millennium, 90s and, and prior. Uh, single issue stories right. to three issue arcs. Right. And then reset, start over. Okay. Um, or reset is in new story. Got it. You can have things, little things that hint back or you call back to old storyline, stuff like that. But in in the kind of comic age that we're in now where a lot of stories seem to really go on for a long time, everything feels like... Like it's from a mini event on upwards to a grand, uh, you know, multi-book uh, event like right. like convergence and, and shit like that. Uh, to me, it's it's taking it all down to just like episodes of a cartoon. Okay, where one cartoon doesn't necessarily automatically lead into the next one, but it doesn't really matter. Okay, these are when, just the adventures. When I heard meat and potatoes, what I thought was more of like. I think you called it the aesthetic at one point. I mean, we've got Superman struggling with losing powers and, you know, reacting as a human to things. And we've got Batman, who is not Batman, and Mm -hmm. Jim Gordon is taking his place and looking at what does it mean to be a hero. And I thought it meant meat and potatoes meant get back to good guys, bad guys, superheroes, punching people, um, stop with the really kind of overwrought character development, Mm -hmm. um, make it more with that and take away kind of any experimental style of art and make it more the basic superhero art. So, I don't know. That might be me being cynical, but I thought it meant that... I think it probably means both. It could. It could. I don't know. I don't want to... I don't necessarily want to get into it here, but there was a whole backlash about the Hugo Awards this year where there's a lot of people feel that the Hugos have become very snobby and they're Mm. emphasizing really intellectual stuff and stuff that's PC. Like, if it's non-white, non-male... And if it's transgender, gay, whatever, it's those easy are wins. Exactly, yeah. and so some people feel this might be like a shift going everywhere where people are fighting against that. Make it, make things fun again. Make it less political. Make it yeah. more, you know, just basic fun stories. So I don't know. I like what DC's been doing lately, so it sort of bums me out that they might yeah. be getting rid of it. You know, when, so. when we heard that there's trouble in the DCU, you and I, who have been reading and really trying to give DC a chance oh. uh, we're bummed like uh, the, the, the the bat bot in, in Batman is weird but we're warming up to it I yeah, think yeah. We're, we're, we're definitely now that we kind of understand what the what the Bruce Wayne situation is I feel like okay thing the dust is settled and yeah. now we're ready to keep going and it was Snyder and Capullo we were never totally worried that it was going to suck yeah but know? we were definitely like where's it going where's yeah, it going we're well, bouncing foot to foot happening here uh, we like the the new Superman <laughs> Hey, Hi, car. <laughs> drink. We like the new Superman. Yeah. Uh, we like this more vulnerable uh, person who has shifted his gaze from the skies to the ground. Right, right, right. Um, we like uh, the the chances that they took with uh, light books like Bizarro and Batmite. Yeah. Like, these are stylistically books we had not seen prior in DC outside of the all-ages books. Right, right, right. And although we dropped Batmite pretty quickly because it... Just kind of seemed to do a thing, and never, we're buying, we're getting enough books, and, and I, never, I didn't even read it. I don't know. I, I remember watching the old Batman cartoons, and I just hated Batmite. Yeah. It was just like, oh, go away! I don't want to read a book about you. It's just kind of, um, I could, I got the feeling after one issue that I don't want to keep hearing this voice over and over. Right, right, right. Um, but Bizarro, I've kept going, and it's kind of. I feel like the second or third step was kind of a, a, a stumble, but. I read uh, number three, which just came out, and I'm like, "All right, this is fine. Okay. I, this is this is a good, laughable time, and I think the the art really helps with that." So, when they talk about you know the the DCU is not working, are they talking about going back to a New Fifty Two kind of thing, or are they scrapping New Fifty Two and going back to pre New Fifty Two? Because it doesn't seem like New Fifty Two was working for them either. Um, I, I definitely give that to you. From a fan's standpoint, it doesn't seem to be working out super great but there's no way to to know no there's there's yeah. like a lot of people uh like andrew was we were talking with andrew uh, online about all of it and he was really hopeful for a pre new a pre new 52 right return to the to that continuity right uh but he's always kind of hoping for that any crack in 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 the superstructure yeah he's like is that is that new old old 52 is right. that is that old stuff? 
He always wanted Green them Lantern, to, you in there? He always wanted them to pull the Pandora ripcord and just take it all back to yeah. the way it was at the beginning. Um, and I, why is it that they're talking about, we don't, you know, they're, they're all like, well, what is it that's caused this $2 million loss? Is it the move? Is it the DCU and everything? I'm like, is nobody saying Convergence? How many books did that arc cover that probably didn't make any money it's at two all? months of books that I've, I've had people tell me, oh, I like this book, I like this book. But no one has ever told me that the that everything was really good. Yeah. Like, true. people picked out little kernels. They're like, well, I did like this, and it was kind of cool to reread this. Yeah. All of these people are longtime readers. Yeah. So they didn't need a primer for understanding what was happening in these worlds. Yeah. Like, whenever I read a book, I'm like, I'm lost for the first ten pages because yeah. I don't quite know... The tone, the setting. I don't quite know where these characters are. So you had a major summer event that not only it didn't bring in new readers, but alienated existing readers in a lot yeah. of cases. So I'm like, I, don't, I would say if you look at Convergence, maybe don't do something like that again. You know, sure. don't don't do a huge summer event that's basically a reaction to what Marvel's doing with Secret Wars when it's not as well planned out. Yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, we definitely agree that Convergence is pretty much a big flop. But we don't want to bag on yeah. it, you know. So now what is kind of going around the internet uh, is a is a phrase uh, that is supposed to, I guess, mean something. But I think it's it's just a lot of it. It's been a lot of people's interpretation. Stop Batgirling. Yep. yep. Now, that <laughs> phrase alone kind of offends me. It does. And it also, it was like the article on Bleeding Cool that we read um, was talking about. It's like, you know, the, to put the brakes on Batgirling, which is the experimental storytelling that followed the success of Batgirl and Harley Quinn. And that phrasing right there was like, hey, the stuff that we did because it really worked in Harley Quinn and Batgirl, stop doing that. And I'm like, I don't, fine, whatever. But yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Like, one, just the phrase perks my ear up. I'm like, hey, is that supposed to be offensive? Right, right, right. Is it misogynistic? I and it's, I, think, I don't know what you guys are I doing. I think it just happened to be, it was a it was a storytelling. They took some chances yeah. and it really worked. And it just happened to work in a book that's named after a woman. So now when they're saying not to do it, it's too catchy a phrase not to use. But I don't, I don't, even me who's like hypersensitive to like, women's equality and, you know, respect for females and all that kind of stuff. I don't think they meant it misogynistically. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think so either, but it but is maybe true. a poor choice. Seriously, with everything else terms. that DC gets bagged on about, and it's just like, ah, you <laughs> yeah. put a negative slant and, on a and female maybe, And maybe it and, really was said, and maybe it was never meant to be released into common, to become common knowledge. It sure So it's shorthand for right. people already in the walls in right. Burbank. But it's it's way catchy and it sure yeah. has taken over the internet. So. Um but it but then it also does. It seems weird. It's like, oh, you mean the the Batgirl line which is becoming successful and being noticed mm-hmm. and Harley Quinn which I don't Apparently I don't read either of those books, so I don't know. Yeah. You know. And, and I I just don't like Harley Quinn at this point so much. I don't even want to say that it's successful, yeah. but uh, people are buying it. Yeah, it's fine. That's right. Um, don't do these things. Yeah, it sounds weird at first, but then okay, let's now let's look at the new DCU because that came first. Yeah, if the Batbot and Power Dampen Superman mm-hmm. are not working, then the idea that you had first with Batgirl, we're like, okay, change everything. Right fails with your two top characters and maybe even Wonder Woman. I don't know how that Finch run is going. No, no, no. But they had a really hard time going into it following Azarello yeah. uh, and, and his story. Yeah. So they were going to have to climb upwards no matter what. Exactly. Uh, but if the, the fan response to uh, to those books is not good to begin with, yeah. then I can understand... DC wanting to pump the brakes, like, oh, hey, 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 <laughs> let's stop backgirling everything. It's true. And I, as much as I I have been enjoying some of the books that we've been reading, but I am not their core readership by any means. Mm-hmm. And I was following a thread on Reddit. It was very interesting. Uh, some people think, we got a lot of our uh, news on the story from Bleeding Cool, and some people are saying, well, you got to take that with a grain of salt. They're not sure that like austerity measures and mm. increased ads and uh, paying artists less. And, yes, you know, another thing that apparently yeah. might be happening. But some people are saying, ah, this is still, we don't have, because DC came out and was just like, no, 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 we're fine, everything's so, we don't know how much of this is kind of shit-stirring and how much of it is completely true. But seriously, there were a lot of people 
talking about how they haven't been happy with the experimental storylines. And this is, these are the people who are actually reading the DC books on a regular basis. So if someone like me, who is a dabbler in DC at best, I I can't really speak. If these people are unhappy and if the books aren't selling, then DC's got to do something. Sure, sure. And... And that's what, like, DiDio and Lee have said. We, uh, there's a good follow-up article on CBR uh, where they're like, no, 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 we're not canceling this DCU movement we've started. Right. But just like with anything, you put it out there and they say that, you know, comics uh, is, uh, quote, a uh, really low-cost research and development uh, kind of kind of market. Yeah. So you got to put it out there, and then you have to just see what fails. Right. Right. And then follow what doesn't fail. Exactly. And then, like, you're always going to be kind of three to six months behind what is happening. Right. Because right. just of, of just the process it takes to make a book. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, we've certainly been watching yeah. DC struggling for a while, and people love to talk about reset the clock, you guys. So, um, yeah. But um, hope uh, hoping for the best. But yeah, if they. If they lose me as a reader, because these experimental things I was getting into, if they lose me as a reader, they're not going to care if they win back their core readership. So yeah, I, like, I'll give it to them. That's as fine. much as we want to try and be as big a DC fans as we are Marvel fans, yeah. uh, if we stopped buying our, what, five tops DC yeah. books a month, yeah. they're not going to hurt. No, they're not. They're you know? really not. And granted, one, and even still, one reader is, is nothing. They You need the majority. So the majority of the comic community needs to at least be interested in what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. So, good luck uh, to DC. You know. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, um, we're going to keep on reading some pretty cool... Oh, you were going to tell me a little bit about yes. what's going on with Superman, though, before uh, we leave the DC side of the pond. So, as far as, like, the changes that uh, I've been kind of been making, one of the big things, uh, along with Batbot, is the depowered, or dampened, the power dampened Superman. Right. And the whole thing about Clark's identity being revealed. Mm-hmm. So we've been reading uh, the both Superman and action books. Action is the one we've been liking more because that's current Clark uh, identity already out, and he's fighting with the people. We talked uh, two weeks ago about the great speech that he gave and yeah. that great two two page spread. That, of like, that is a gorgeous piece of yeah. art right there. It's really awesome. Uh, in Superman forty three that just came out, we finally see the moment that. Clark's identity is revealed. Yeah. Now, since issue 41, Clark has been kind of at the mercy of um, this new technological savant uh, villain who knows who his identity is. Right. And has essentially been blackmailing uh, Clark to do whatever kind of he wants, but he's not really actually doing a whole lot. Very quickly, Clark is like, all right, well, I'm going to find this guy and I'm going to punch him in the face real hard until he stops threatening me. Right. Uh, As is the Superman way. Uh, He gets uh, his, you know, his old pal Jimmy Olsen uh, helping him out who knows who he is. Mm -hmm. Um, This other kind of dreadlock girl who was in um, this weird technological cult that this this villain named Hoarder Root. H-O-R-D-R underscore Root. R-O-O-T. I'm sure I'm, that's probably means something to internet it may, savvy people. Maybe it does. Maybe. Um, I keep reading Hordor, okay. but the, the the other O isn't there, so I'm like, all right, Hordor root. This okay. doesn't sound like a good name at all, guys. No, that's all right. Let's rethink this. That's okay. Um, he's this. Don't know where he's actually based from. He keeps using these um, avatars. Okay. Uh, everywhere. So when you think he's dead, he's not. His next body shows up. Kind of like Brainiac. Oh, weird. Okay. Which I wonder if this will link back to Brainiac. Eh, we're too close to old Brainiac stuff. Uh, you never know. <laughs> it's true. So he's been threatening and they get into this weird cult and uh, they get found out. Uh, Superman does a, uh, another big solar flare, which always leaves him weakened. Okay. But uh, he always comes back like after uh, a couple days. So he releases this big solar flare, and now he's weak. And the uh, the the crew uh, last or last we saw, he fought a bunch of ninjas. And Lois sees and pulls his his tattered sweater open, like you are Superman. I always I didn't want to believe it, but here it is. Kind of a hacky way to do it, but all right, go yeah, for it. That's fine. It, it, it was all right. uh, Superman. You know, passes out. He's weak. So this. This issue, he wakes up in Lois's bed. They try to make it seem like it's awkward. It's clearly not. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 
they have to uh, they have to go after Hordor because he's still not gone. He's still a threat. So Superman and Lois they go out to this rendezvous point, and uh, Hordor essentially is like, "You can fight me, but all of these people." That and he has like a picture of like Lois and Jimmy and John Steele and a bunch of people. Like all these people are going to be put in harm's way as soon as I release your name. Oh wow! So you can fight, but this is the consequence. Here are the faces that will immediately be put into harm. All right. So Superman is stuck in this chair. He's probably trying to think of something. We don't really know. Uh, Lois is kind of hiding in the corners. She's like, "Oh, what can I do to help?" Yeah. And Hordor, Hordor. Whatever his name this is. guy, yeah, uh, he has these sentinels that can actually absorb Superman's powers. Okay, so this is what he wants Superman for. He wants to drain him. Okay, so all these sentinels start coming up, and they start suctioning his the power out of him. It looks kind of like a solar flare, but they're all going into these giant robots. Sure. I'm sure uh, the science is sound. Yeah. Yeah, you know, sure. yeah. Just say it's a thing. It and is a thing. We've it's been a shown extraordinary technology, so yeah, the line Siphoning powers is totally a trope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely hurting uh, Superman. So what Lois does is she reveals Clark's identity. So she he he wouldn't reveal his own identity no. because it would put them in danger. And he didn't want she, to do that. In order to save him, she took that choice away from him. She yes. said, you know, I will choose to put myself in harm's way to save you. So Pretty much. Okay. Uh, through her cell phone, she releases the identity apparently everywhere at once. Because we get like a page montage of like, this foreign place and this foreign place. And look, oh, the Justice League is watching. And this thing. And everyone's like, oh, Okay. I was going to say, working in a news yeah. organization, I'm not sure it works that way, yeah. but, you know, it's it's the internet. It's and, and she yells out to uh, to Clark, uh, I've told everybody you have nothing left to, or nothing more to lose. Fight. Yeah. Like, don't be killed, pretty yeah. much. That's true. That's like, true. she's making a very passionate decision. Okay. Because she's seeing him stuck to this chair being you know siphoned he was know, sacrificing sucked, himself bone dry yeah. earlier in the episode in the issue she talks about how she saw footage of when Lex and her father General Lane had uh, the Morrison run Superman in the t-shirt hmm. strapped to a chair and they were experimenting on him and stuff like that sure. so it really struck chords with her so once this is all revealed Superman makes quick work of all of these uh, robots uh, and Hordor gets away. And he is mad at Lois because he was willing... One, he said he would figure something out. Right. But he was also very willing to just go out. Yeah, he would to, to whatever happens to him, happens to him. Because he's, at the very least, keeping these 12, 8, 12 people safe. That's and, it, the, and that's the Superman way. And that, that is very superman Right. Now, he is very upset with Lois. Of and course. He, and he makes the comment uh, that reflects a comment earlier he makes in the book where he said he's happy now that he can share both halves of his life with Lois. Yeah. The book ends with him saying... Um, I regret you being a part of both half of my lives now. Oh, ouch. So I could see that. I mean, if you were going to do something, because now she'll be in danger. I mean, the one thing that he was probably trying to prevent, keeping her, you know, keeping her out of danger and everything, she's just totally taking that choice away from him. Like, they're not together, but they're not not close to each other. Right. right, Like, that that romantic spark, I still feel there, is still there. It could just be... 30, no, wait, no, what's he, 80 years old or something? Something, I don't know. Uh, it could just be like the 80 plus years of Superman history just lodged in our brains. And when we see them on the same panel face to face, we think like, oh, are they going to kiss now? They always talk about it in shows when you've got sexual tension between two characters and they finally resolve that tension. The show doesn't usually do very well because I don't think we ever really want to see that tension resolved. So I don't know. Like when it, they, when they, they did work for a little while. It did, it did, but now maybe they decided it's like, hey, let's go back to, you know, let's... Let's, let's rebuild the tension? You can't do it in a TV show, but yeah, you could do it in a comic book. Let's reboot it and yeah. just ramp that tension back up again and then resolve it again. Yeah. Continue, want, lather, rinse, repeat as many times as we need to. So now now the, the secret has been revealed. We know how and why Lois has revealed his 
his identity. Right. Which was the timeline thing that weirded me out because over in Action Comics, all of this stuff happened a while ago. Yeah, this so action is ahead of, of Superman. It was a weird choice for DC to do it that way. I don't think it's bad, but yeah, it was weird that they had two books going on and one was so far ahead of the other one timeline-wise. But The only way I could see why you would do it is because you want to do a thing and change things up. Yeah. So you want to reveal Clark right. uh, and you want to have him... Uh, less powerful, right. which is because of the power siphoning. Got it. Uh, you want to have that, but you know you just can't say that. Right. Well, look, we have a whole extra book here mm. where we can tell both stories congruently. Yeah. And also, it's kind of a, it's another interesting storytelling device to drop somebody in the middle of the story, and we've just spent the last few months going, how did this happen? Yeah. Why did she do it? You know, what? why doesn't he have powers, and why did she tell everybody, and how does he feel about all this? And so we got that kind of like, what, what, what? And then they slowly gave us all the information. Yeah. Instead of having to go wait six months for all this to play out, exactly. we have everything done here in three months. It's actually a surprisingly sophisticated decision, so yay, DC. Sorry yeah. that you're going to possibly retcon <laughs> Sorry all Sorry you're of having that. problems. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, but no, that would bum us out if, yeah. if this is gone. Like, yes, it's a big paradigm change to Superman. But that's not a bad thing. No, it's been very interesting. Like, when Dick Grayson was Batman, I thought that was super cool. That's a yeah. big paradigm change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. You know, like, these things are good for storytelling. Yes. Otherwise, you just start tripping over your own feet because you've got so much continuity and you're trying to do the same thing where you're trying to do it differently every year. Yeah. You can't do it. No. Change no. a thing, make it different, let it last. Yes, yes. So. Because I, I forget where, but I've already heard that Bruce Wayne will be back in the Batcowl soon. Yeah, I'm sure they're which is, pushing for that right yeah, now, you know. Which which is a bummer because although the, the Batman books have been weird with uh, with uh, Jim Gordon in the Batbot suit, yep. they haven't been bad. No, And no. it's been interesting to see this new outlook on Batman. Yeah, yeah. So, well, good luck to you guys. Yeah, hopefully. We're hoping for the best. Yeah. Uh, books that we have uh, been excited and just can't wait, and we're so invested, of course, is more Secret Wars books. Uh, Elizabeth's number one. Still number one. Still number one. Marvel Zombies. I'm, I just... The art is cool. The storytelling is cool. The action scenes are awesome. I mean, it's just... This character... She is so interesting to me, and they keep showing pictures of her life growing up, like... She apparently... How old did she look when she was a kid and she killed that one monster? I think she says somewhere earlier, like, she's seven or eight when she makes her first kill. Well, she she killed this thing, and she's, like, sitting there with this big club in her hands, and she's got this goo on her, and she's like, Dad, it stings my head. And he's like, well, you took two, ten seconds too long to kill it. And she's got blonde hair as a kid, mm. and he's like, you're not going to wash any of that off until it's infected your scalp, and it'll, you know, you'll wear that color in your hair for the rest of life to know how you failed, and don't tell your mother that's why you changed it. And I'm just yeah. like, father was such a douchebag, but that's why she has red hair, because... She took Which is ten, interesting, ten you, seconds too long. You know, we never questioned her nope. red hair. We're nope. Like, all right, she has red hair. That's yeah, not weird. Yeah, apparently, but that's it's just so. I I really and oh, the whole bit with Deadpool. Mm-hmm. God, that they've been sort of feeding off of Deadpool's brains for however long, and he is. I mean, Deadpool crazier than normal. Exactly, he's never been sane or anything, but he is just like an excruciating pain every day from these zombies and he's she's like but if they bit you then you'd be a zombie he's like ah oh, no they use and he shows the spork and they actually have a little spork hanging yeah, nearby so they can straight. rather than bite him and infect him they eat it that way I'm like my god it's really yeah. I love this I've loved every single book but this book was especially I really liked it I really really it's been, it. it's been really cool and all of the um, I mean of, of course I, we we really should get in the habit of saying it early in the podcast. Spoilers for everything. We're, Spoilers. Yes. We we more recap these books than we do hint and, yeah, and no. review. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll review, but we review and recap. So yes. spoilers. Yes. It's been great because all the flashbacks we've been seeing of her real shitty life growing up yeah. with this dick uh, of a father, like training her child, finally kind of comes around. If it was just explaining her as a character, it would have made sense. Yeah. If if we if we don't have the outcome that we get at the end of this book, it would have been it would have made sense because she's breaking her old character mold. Right. Uh, right. With this, who we find is actually a little girl. Yes, I, that was it was hilarious. It's a little girl. She's like girl, and the girl's like, well, you never asked. You yeah. Know? <laughs> um, it, it would have been enough just for the character to grow and to see where she came from, but. 
all these flashbacks actually serve the second purpose that her father, who she thought was dead, yeah. turns out is not dead and is some kind of terrible monster. Yeah, and also the stuff that they were telling us about earlier about doubling. What is it? Doubling or duping? Duping, duping. Yeah. Where because of Battle World, because of the multiple, and she's familiar with that. She knows that. Yeah, there's like you know going to be a couple archangels. There's going to be a couple wolverines and several doc ox and whatever. I think her father may be killing versions of her that yeah. he finds. And that's... It's what it definitely looks like, but that reveal isn't very big. We know that he's definitely killed one other version of her. A couple. Her. I, yeah. I look like two, two or three. Okay. But then it's also possibly revenge, because whatever was happening with him, where he was dying, and he did not want to go out decrepit and weak and whatever, and he was telling her to kill him. And I'm yeah, thinking, she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it, and he thought it was her failing, you know, he was being a coward and she thought it was her being like, this one last time I'm not going to do what you want. So this is possibly his revenge for her doing that. But how he lived, I don't know. So. It's true. And that's if he lived. Because we do have a panel of a body. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. With with Battle World, a lot of different things can possibly happen. That body she saw might not actually be the father who raised her. Could be she another body. The body that we see at the end of this book could not be the body that raised her. Yeah. Uh, Everybody here it's just is the nature, crazy. It's the nature of Battle World, you yeah. know? You just have no idea when you see somebody. It's like, is this the real yeah. one? Is this from someone else? Is it Mystique? A zombie Mystique in disguise? I mean, crying out loud, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. he definitely seems to be infected by the bloodstone that was in his chest. Right, right, right. Um, I think what would be kind of maybe the coolest from what I have here is that the body she saw and when she thought her father was dead and mm-hmm. his chest was kind of hollowed out this this the bloodstone was gone yeah that is a different world's version of him right that the end of the book version found yes killed tore the stone out of his chest yes and left to be found yes i would think that this version that we found now has been collecting bloodstones oh. from the other um oh shit i can't remember her name right now I want to say Elsa. Yes, it is Elsa. Okay. Elsa Bloodstone? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We'll say that it is. is. We could open Uh, the book and check, but we're not going to. And is collecting them to make himself stronger. Because strength was always really important to him. Yeah, as well as immortality. I mean, the the Bloodstone kept him from dying, right? Yeah, like unnaturally long. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just, I, so that's I, my I, fan theory. Yeah, I think that sounds absolutely perfect. Though I think there's also the sense of revenge too that she wouldn't do what he wanted her to do, and so he's that's why he's going around killing, killing Elsa's. Um, yeah, still, I mean, I've, there's so many books that I have really liked on this series. For some reason, that one's just been my favorite. It's, it's definitely really been cool. I've definitely thoroughly enjoyed it, and it's always uh, towards the top of my list of books I, I read uh, every week. Mm. But I don't know if I'd say it's my number one. No, sorry. No. Uh, quite all right. Uh, another one towards the top of my list, though, is Old Man Logan number four. This one was good. This one was, was really good. It's it's great. So we leave uh, Logan uh, also in the Deadlands fighting zombies for what seems to be ever. Uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> like he's he talking to them. Like you're it, like, it could have been a few minutes. I mean, you're fighting a horde of creatures that he even gets, like, infected for a second, I yeah. guess, but then his healing factor fights it off, but he's like, what? That really hurt! But yeah. So you you can't... He really just kind of can't die, but he can't, like, stop fighting, so who knows? It could have been a few hours, it could have been a few days. Yeah, it, it makes it seem definitely a while. He says yeah. his body is, like, beyond uh, giving up. Like, his, his body hurts, it's exhausted... Uh, which, you know, for a man who can regenerate means, like, you've definitely been working it yeah. pretty hard. And he's just nonstop destroying zombies. And I don't know, it seemed maybe a little unclear in in Battle World, but I know in the older Marvel Zombies books, the zombies can die. They oh, can be they? put down permanently. But Wolverine, for all of his adamantium hacking and slashing, doesn't seem to be putting anybody down. No. Or either uh, that, or there's just, he is putting yeah. them down, but there's so many yeah. of them. And we have, like, a lot of uh, venom symbiote-infected zombies, and that's right. not helping. That's yeah, They would be definitely tougher to kill than yeah. the others. So he, he gets away, uh, finds a cave, where we find a She-Hulk. Yes, yes. I get the feeling this is a She-Hulk we've met. It may be... Um, he, it's not. It's not the She-Hulk from his world. Certainly, he's yeah. he's now familiar with what's going on. He's like, 
I think I've met you, and she knows him, but I think they're both aware that it's like, you're probably not the one I actually know, but yeah. you are a version. I, I thought they wrote her so well. She was just yeah. so... She was... She's just been in this cave for also who knows how long. Yeah. She's alone. She's sad, but she still has all of her Jennifer Walters wit oh, and comedy. He, he wanted to know how she got here. She's like, I pissed off Doom, and he punished me without benefit of any kind of trial at all, which, as an attorney, I'm offended, you know? Yeah. And it was just... And then some of the lines, she keeps on asking, she's like... Are you sure you didn't bring anything like Twizzlers or a candy yeah, bar she's or like something? Craving snacks. She, she said that. She was like, you know, I haven't had anything to eat in a long time and I'm craving sweets like it's my job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I always like that phrase, like it's my job. There's a, it's Stephen Henry said that at one point. Yeah. He's, he said he likes us like it's his job. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he does. Um, now, did, did you get the idea that this is a, a She Hope we've met already? Like, you know, could, honestly, I didn't. I, I, okay. I thought she seemed very familiar, but I thought it was just the. You it's know? tough because it's it's She-Hulk and She-Hulk, as far as all the versions that we've seen, have all been fairly similar. Um, the two She-Hulks I'm familiar with is, of course, from A-Force, mm-hmm. and the She-Hulk from um, Captain Britain, uh, who was actually a Thor. Now, both of them have crossed Doom. Okay. Oh, I hope this isn't the A-Force one. Hopefully not, because then that would put a dark shadow over the A-Force book. Yeah, also... A-Force without She-Hulk would be a bummer. Because, spoilers, lots of spoilers in here, because they, they're they in the cave, they're trying to get away. She's she's tried to jump out of the world a few times, but she can't get high enough. But she thinks, at one point, Wolverine's fighting, and she actually grabs him, and she's yeah. running, and she's bouncing. She's like, it takes me a few jumps before I can get some any real height. And he's like, I thought you said you couldn't jump out. And she's like, I think I can throw you out. And I love what she said, because he said something at one point about, you know, you hulks, I've seen a bunch of you hulks before, and you're pretty tough, so she says something, as she's throwing him, she's like, if you run into any hulks, you be nice to them for me. I'm yeah, like, oh. which which is tragic, because they also killed his family, like, it's not really a thing he can kind of do, no. he, it, it might come into the story later which on. Which is cool, because, you know, he recognized her, she's she-hulk, he recognized her, she's definitely a hulk, but he doesn't hold any grudge towards her, you know? Yeah. He's really... Yeah. Oh, there was, I don't, have we ever seen them interact? No book I've ever read had She-Hulk and Wolverine interacting with each other, except they, maybe a little bit in Uncanny X-Men when she was there as a lawyer. They, no, uh, no, not then, because... No, he was there, he just was in there. the background of that book. Okay. Um, I just, the two of them together... they actually hooked up. They was such a natural conversation. I was just like, yeah. we need to see more of this. I liked the two of them just talking. They were matter-of-fact and sarcastic and cynical, but, you know, in the end tough as nails yeah. and man it was really they're, I like they're it. cynical and funny but blunt yes very much so uh, yeah. and, and that the, the the bluntness is kind of a source of the of the comedy that, yes. they, that they bring yeah oh it's really so, yeah. So, yeah so it's it's really sad especially since I'm thinking this is a this is a She-Hulk I know yeah. this is clearly a She-Hulk I like the way she's written Bendis yeah um, that's no surprise there and as and as she fastball specials him out into the sky, yeah. we see she gets taken down. Yeah, yeah. And it's just such a bummer. It's it like, is. Oh, for for all, her, all of her heroism and the sadness of, of her solitude, like, she's she's not going to make it. No. Nope. There's, there's no nope. chance for a return. It was, it was, I mean, we got, even if you're not familiar with, like, I, I know her, but I've never read a book with her, but I am familiar with her, but in the space of one book, I liked her so much, and she's gone. I'm like, wow, that was... Bendis, damn it! Yeah. If you like um, like sassy talking, um, She Hulk, I recommend uh, going back and picking up the um, She Hulk series, the the it's like a twelve issue series <laughs> by Charles Sole. Um, it was very well regarded and fun. I got to read a handful of them. I'm curious what you think of um, the art by Andrea Sorrentino. I love it because it's. It's very different. Yeah, it's, it's not your typical superhero style. It's structured way different. Uh, this very, is a book that's really best, I think, on paper, not digital. You're right. Just to, right. to see everything like blown up and big, and the the composition that the pages have mm-hmm. that you just you don't get when you're going panel to panel. It's got this very. It's like stylized, but at the same, I mean, this picture of She-Hulk sitting in the dark. She's got blood all up her arms, and it's, she's almost completely in shadow. It's it's scary at first. It is, but it's beautiful. Then, like it's it's three quarters of the page. Her in the dark isn't scary. Uh, we have one small panel Wolverine um, putting the claws out, and then we have this one small panel of just her face half covered in light, 
and she's not scary anymore, but it's still really dark. Yeah. And yeah. to me, to me, there's kind of a Mona Lisa smile in this A little panel. bit. A little bit. Like, just enough that makes me feel a little at ease. It's like, oh, no. We didn't run into zombie She-Hulk. No. We ran into a regular okay She-Hulk. That really kind of sums it up. It's like, I she recognizes Logan, but she also talks about, he's like, is there anybody else here? And she's like, they never stay for long. They get killed. And then they turn into zombies, and then they try and kill me. And yeah. so, who knows how long she's been here? Can so she's not? Is she invincible? Like, could she go? How long she's, could she go without eating? I don't know. Really? Um, I, I mean, I don't even know where anybody would get food in, mm-hmm. in this place. Yeah. Uh, Elsa and um, the the kid have been eating rations. Yeah. Like yeah. everything in here is is dead and infected. So yeah. I don't know how anyone lives. I don't know. Um, this is a great two-page oh, splash. Yeah, that's a great one. yeah, like this. This cannot be replicated in digital. Yeah, I read it digital. I did enjoy it, but I'm looking at the pages now. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's like thing. this. She she does a great she does great work with her panels. They're it's it's still all very squared off. It's not. I know Leland likes to go on about Boshlo not being able to understand a decent panel format and everything, but it's not your traditional format, and it's very sketchy, but very watercolored, very painted, beautiful. Yeah. There's a lot of these really monochromatic panels uh, of just usually just a close-up on Wolverine, mm. um, his face. It, it gives... I don't think I've, I've quite figured out what specific thing it's trying to do other than accentuate the, the moment. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's one panel, and it's always, like, white and red. Yeah, very high-saturated, very high-contrast. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So it's, it's been super good. Uh, another book... Um, Late in the game? Yeah, a number one. When I saw that one, I was like, did we miss this one earlier and just pick it up? No, it's just, they, they keep on releasing more. That's exactly what I thought when I when I picked it up. Because like, I knew there was a House of M book, but mm-hmm. I'd completely forgotten about it. And here we are at the end of August, and all of this is done by November, I think. Uh, yeah, though we did get the notice. It's a little old news right now, but the, the Secret Wars book is going to go to a, nine, no, a ninth issue. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, so House of M finally makes its uh, its debut, and this is actually one that I was looking forward to because I really like the the House of M world built back during the event, mm-hmm. where mutants are the ruling species. Yep, and what that world would look like under the rule of of uh, Magneto. So of course, it is awful to be a human. Yes. Oh, it, absolutely. It uh, it sucks pretty bad. And I didn't, I don't know why I didn't think about this, because I didn't read the original House of M event, but you sort of forget that's like humans, that includes even like the non-mutant superheroes. Yeah. Hawkeye, Black, be, Black Canary? Was it that Black was a uh, Black Cat. Black Cat. Yeah. Always getting Canaries to DC. Sorry, sorry, yeah. I'll cross the pond. Um, no, yeah. Um, She-Hulk, Spider-Man, Captain America. Um, yeah, but, She-Hulk is not, She-Hulk is not considered a she's mutant. A science. That's right. She's a science I character. Forget that. Yeah. I'm like God. So same yeah. with same with Cage. Miss Marvel is alien yep. uh, or alien powers. Black Cat is a science experiment. So really, it's it's not even. So yes, it's, it's bad to be a human, but it's yeah. bad to be a non mutant. Yeah, so, yeah. Like the only way you get by having a moderately decent lifestyle yeah. is if you are born with the Homo Superior gene. Yes. Uh, and those people are living just fine. Yeah. It looks great for them. Yeah, and it's it. They, they're really kind of accentuating the mutants who don't look human, like the people yeah. who have. You know, I know there was a name for it. Somebody said at one point, but you know, maybe they don't even have superpowers. Their mutant form is just strange. It's so, just to but, look different. But they're having a perfectly cool life, and there are these really cool sentinels that go around. Yeah. But they're they're kind of like they've got like a magneto helmet on them. So the sentinels they're kind are, of. Romanesque, a little bit. They looked cool. I really like, liked them. Kind of yeah. Roman or Greek centurion esque. Yeah, yeah, and they're very big because yeah. at one point weren't like a whole bunch of uh, Magneto's troops. Yeah, Wolverine like, and his crew were inside. Yeah, so I don't cool. think I don't think they're automated. Yeah. I think they are piloted. Yeah, and um, I guess Magneto's a little, almost a little jaded. I suppose. Yes. I mean, he's like it's he's in charge now. But ironic. I wonder. I wonder if it's because. I don't know. He's one of those people who fights for what he wants, but once he actually gets it, he's still yeah. not happy. His his archetype is one that we've seen before. Uh, the the warrior. Uh, what does the warrior do when the war is over? Exactly. And that's where he is. Like it, the book begins 
with him talking about his past and his fighter, how he's a fighter, his cause and how he would do anything for his cause, blah, 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 blah. And then how he wakes up in a palace. Yeah. And how there's nothing for the warrior to do and the warrior is dead and... And, and his kids are squabbling husk, and they yeah. hate him and he has to deal with like trade agreements and you know <laughs> that was just like I liked how Quicksilver was there Quicksilver is actually doing a trade agreement with the Atlanteans the Atlanteans and he's like dripping on the carpet and he's like oh I'm sorry I'm dripping on the carpet he like vibrates in place you know in place real fast and gets rid of the water yeah. but he's doing that because um Namor 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 I was I'm like that's not the Dino DC. They're not Aquaman, They're right? not Aquaman. Got yeah. it. Yeah, Namor. Namor and Magneto do not get along. So no, yeah, yeah. Quicksilver's They've doing it. Along. Unfortunately, spoilers, that turns out to be not such a good idea either because apparently Quicksilver doesn't get along with Magneto any better than Namor does. Which has also always been true. Yes, exactly. But Namor and Quicksilver get along yeah. just fine. Polaris uh, is kind of in the middle of all this and she's like, she's like there's something... Weird. This isn't right. She goes to Magneto. She's like, "There's something up with um, Pietro, uh, or Peter. Um, he's he's not. He's up to something." Yeah. And Magneto's like, "He's always kind of up to something, but his mischief is of no worry to us." And Namor would never dare start a war with me. So yeah, like he's so confident because he's yeah. Baron. Because um, yep. Magneto's the Baron of uh, Genosha is the yep. name of this world. But then, of course, domain. you have the underground group and. Cage is, of course, like trying to stir the resistance movement together, and Hawkeye is just like, you know, a lot of people hate Cage almost as much as they hate Magneto because apparently Cage is a little bit of a blowhard. And yeah, like, I told him to not start out that speech with the dinosaur comment, you know, and Hawkeye making yeah. a smart ass remarks from the. It's a gallery. decent. Co- it's a decent speech though he makes. It does. It is. It is you really know? good. Yeah, like, it is, it's yeah. it's kind of a. Um, uh, let us not go quietly into that good night. It's, Except it's like Sam, uh, like a uh, Samuel Jackson. He gets deep blue seed at the end of that speech. Yeah, so. <laughs> which is is funny because Cage is 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 one of the invulnerable characters. Yes. So this big foot just comes down into this hideout that they're making this plan in. Yeah. And then the next panel, the foot is coming up, and you just see like a cartoon flattened cage, <laughs> uh, like imprinted into the sole of this robot's yeah. foot, and just. An, uh, <laughs> not dead. Not dead. Not feeling real but great uncomfortable either. Yeah, for that sure. would not be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's cool because I think kind of for the same reason I've a couple of these other books that have such a different world. The aesthetic of this world is so interesting to look at in mm-hmm. this monarchy that Magne- uh, Magneto has built and mm-hmm. how you know those things never work out. Like, royalty never seems to live very long. No. Art's good, too. Anka Anka did the cover, but not the interior art. The interior art's, what is that, Marco? Uh, Marco uh, Falia. Falia, yeah. It was good. It was good. I was was disappointed at first when I saw that Anka wasn't doing the interior art, but then I saw it, I was like, oh, no, I like this, too. Yeah, it's good. good. Still a good time. So House of M... Uh, still pumping out the hits, guys. Yeah, I know. Another number one, and it's worth a read. Um... Real quick uh, to end, uh, Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps has been a book that we've uh, we've definitely liked because it's the whole book has been focused on pushing the barriers of what we know to be uh, Battle World. Yes. Uh, in the last book, Poncho, the mohawked, hot-headed uh, pilot, tries to um, rocket ship herself out into. The beyond space, we'll yeah. call it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is to which her ship blows up. And everything goes to shit. Yeah, they're definitely... They were building all these ships that could get up higher than they were supposed to. They are building them in secret, and she just totally blew the whole secret. And now there's, like, battle alarms going off. Um, and the, the powers that be don't know what they were up to, but they're going to find out very quickly. They see, so, yeah. By the end of this book, they seem to know. So now they're... they're, they're really rushing to just like well we gotta go we gotta do something yeah. they're like telling Carol they're like what? we have to have a plan and she's like right now we could fight them on the ground we could fight them in the air in the air is my plan at this point so yeah. that's it so Captain Marvel saves Poncho before uh, she dies she which is yeah I thought she was dead oh I thought right. she was so, yeah too. absolutely which yeah. is bummer because I liked her like, yeah. I, yeah. I like those kind of hot headed like I'm different than everybody else here but Carol really tweaked to it because something I hadn't noticed that Poncho I mean Carol has like her outfit you know her usual yeah. thing is kind of like a fake mohawk like you see it's her it's a weird costume choice but I've learned to accept no it. and it's totally fine but you know you see her in real life without the costume on it she has a full head Regular. of hair Poncho though has cut her hair the way Carol looks yeah. in costume, and Carol said, 
Were you trying to get out there because you thought that's where you would find powers? And Pancho, I think, really wants to have Carol's powers yeah. and looks up to her so much, but also wants that. So that's... She said she was doing it because that way she would be the only one to get in trouble and no one else would, but I think Carol twigged to it. I think Carol's yeah. got a point. She, Pancho kind of stutters and says, yeah, but, uh, it but was I also, also, you know... Um, yeah, actually, I never put two and two together on the hair, but it, it definitely been insinuated that Pancho is both jealous and kind of enamorous of Captain Marvel. Yep, yep. Um, she just, she admires that power that she wields and wants it for herself. But she's so impulsive, you know. Yeah, she's just, and that's yeah. how she blows up her plane. Yeah, that's that's true, but everybody, <laughs> I love that they told, who was it that they were telling to go get the go bag? The guy uh, that They were so, telling Rhodey. They were telling Rhodey, they're like, you know, go get this, this, and get the go bag, and Carol comes and finds him, and she's like, you have the go bag on wrong, and he's like, it's, it's a, a backpack. backpack, it's on my back, how am I supposed to wear it? That's not what the go bag is, it's the go bag is what you put on so that Carol can fly with you, yeah. so it was yeah. so he's like yelling instead of ah so it was great um there's a very cool moment uh at the end of this book where uh the core get away they're on this tiny island that Rody knows about um and they're just kind of sit to figure things out they're going through the go bag and there's this little piece of the albatross which was the ship that they attacked mm-hmm. that they found Rody on and on the back is you know a kind of uh, epitaph of sorts yeah and carol admits like that that was us. Yeah. We we didn't ask the questions we should have, and we just blindly followed orders, and we attacked you and destroyed you. Yeah. And it really could have been a moment where a lot of other people would have got real pissed off. Yeah. But Rhodey, I think also just being a military man, yes. understood, like, I know what the chain of command is. I know what a soldier's role is. And a soldier's job isn't to ask questions. Yeah. A soldier's job is to... Um, you know, follow orders. And that's yeah. not what he says. No. He just simply says, it's okay, I understand, I'm not mad. Yeah, exactly. And I thought that was a very cool moment. Yeah, yeah. She was also, she was apologizing both for having done it and also for not telling him the truth immediately, which yeah. I thought was cool. Yeah. Uh, so, still another great book that uh, we've been enjoying. And um, in the past two weeks, there were so many books that we read that were really good, but we don't have enough time there to talk about that. There are stacks of books, guys. The Inferno um, book was great. I love the Inferno yeah. book. I'll tell you, uh, Inferno number four, Star Wars number eight, Battle World number four, Gotham... Actually, Bite. it's a Secret Wars journal. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, oh shit, you're right. There yeah, are, it's there, a, there was, there's a Secret Wars, there's a Secret Wars journal, and then there's a Battle World book, and I cannot keep them straight, but the Secret Wars journal At least journal they're all good. just anthology books. Though. It's true. It yeah. is true. Yeah. Uh, Secret Wars journal number four... Uh, Gotham by Midnight, number eight. Bizarro, number three. Cyborg, number two. And Civil War, number three. Ooh, and uh, Howard the Duck, number one. Was it Howard the Duck or Howard the Human? I'm sorry, yes. Howard the Human uh, in a world of animal people. That's hilarious. Yes. yes. Uh, and also art by Jim Mafood, who is, is an art style I can't really always be in on, but it's, it's cool to see... Uh, different stuff. But the story was clever, and I like that. Nice. All those books are well worth picking up. We just don't have the time to, to talk about it, guys. It's too many. Uh, it's also two weeks' worth of books yeah. we're trying to get And there's still today. another little stack that uh, we haven't read. We'll, we'll try and get to the, yeah. the highlights uh, next week. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that is it. If you liked any of these books uh, or have opinions on other books you need to be put out in the world, uh, <laughs> you tell it to us. We'll tell it out uh, to the internet. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Tumblr, Pinstagram, Pinstagram. Pinstagram, Instagram, and Pinterest. We if do hook, actually have some Pinterest pages. If, if yeah. you hook up the two of them. Sure. Uh, Pinterest, Instagram, yes. And our email, comicissues at gmail.com. Those are all the ways uh, that you can contact us. Uh, and we are sitting here waiting by the phones to contact back to you. That's right. Because uh, it, is, it is great to be able to have... Uh, insight outside of uh, our own. Did you see our Facebook page says we have a 100% response rate to comments? We do. We, we do. do. I don't, think, I don't think, think they know that. That mm-hmm. seems like the analytics stuff that yeah. we get to see. But, but you should know we have a 100% yes. response rate. So yes. there you go. If you say something to us, we will say something back. Uh, and guys, we are at 950 likes currently. 915. Isn't that what I said? I thought you said 50. <laughs> it, like, they sound the same when, okay, you, that's all right. yeah, when that's you're not thinking. That's okay. Uh, 915 likes. Uh, as some of you may remember, or perhaps you're new, we made a promise <laughs> and I'm to the people. I'm going to do it. I'll totally do it. it. Yep. 1,000 likes, and Elizabeth will parkour through the city of San Diego uh, or a safe park that we can find. Sure. 
uh, dressed as uh, uh, one of the Assassin's Creed assassins. That's right. right. Whichever yeah. one I think looks coolest. Whichever one we can find. Yeah. Uh, and uh, release that video out to you as a, as a thank you for getting us to a such a huge milestone. Oh my god, yeah. Four seriously. Yeah. To, to a thousand. Uh, there are also um, other bonus numbers. I think 1500 was the next one. Yeah, was that where Andrew was going to go around? Andrew was going to dress up as his Romonger. Romonger, Twitter yes, handle. that's right. Romonger, Romonger is uh, responsible for eating and spreading rumors, so, yes. just so that you know. That's a thing. Uh, and if, you know what, get us up to 15, and we will make Andrew do it. Oh, yeah, he absolutely will do it. We'll make yes. him do it at a convention. Yeah, that was the plan. One yeah. day, small convention, Damn. he has to dress up as Romonger. Damn straight. Which is a, kind of a galactus looking character, mm-hmm. so lots of costume mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Very big, big headpiece. Yes. Yeah. So we are only 85 likes away uh, from 1,000. So we just want to remind you guys... Uh, help us get there because that's the thing we want to do but we're waiting on, on you guys yeah, we, totally we, we need it. that help I'm enthusiastic about yeah. this idea I, I need a new costume for, for conventions yeah, anyway, run and so. tumble damn straight yeah there's a bunch of places that'll actually teach you how to parkour here in town right on yeah right and I'm right going to take a class in that that's awesome mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, there's all that uh, and more on the website comic-issues.com part of pixelatedgeek.com uh, if you listened to last week's episode you got to hear from Pixel Clicks podcast uh, with Jordan Leland and Movie Issues uh, of course there was uh, we also talked about Binary System yep. podcast Two Geeks in a Podcast which I am also on with uh, with Ashley all of that uh, good stuff pixelatedgeek.com is the hub for uh, all those things, if you just want to get all nerd up in it. Well, whatever you like, we got something for you. And yeah. if we don't, tell us, and we'll figure a way to talk about it. It's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, until next week, I'm Anthony Sola. Elizabeth Wallace. And good weekend.